This is CliffCentral.com. Hello there and welcome back to the Futurology, uh, part two of the Mary Mika Internet Trends for 2017. Um, and in this little slot, we're going to be looking at online advertising. In fact, it's actually the big part of the, the report. Uh, I think it was about 85 pages of the 365 pages odd. Um, and it feels like the report keeps on growing every time you mention it. <laughs> it does. It does. The, the burden of, of, of doing this show with you, Oaks, is getting heavier and heavier. WPP so. just bought another agency. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's an extra 10 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You see, when I was at Deloitte Digital, we had what we called the thunk factor, and it was a thousand pages. Did you say thun or thung? Thunk. Oh. We, we, and, and it was a thousand, thousand rand a page that we used to charge. So the more pages we could put into it, the better. But and anyway, no one ever read those pages, right? No, exactly. Good I'm sure this can be done it was a great consulting yeah. model. Charged so. like a wounded bull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we just needed to get a good bull with good balls. Like we were just milk and milk and milk. But anyway. You had milk up. balls. Anyway. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're into okay. Well, you actually breed them, and that's where the real value comes in. Are you, are you a shark supporter? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I'm a Springbok supporter. It's amazing. It seems the harder we try to stay on point, <laughs> the more no, we boof. No, it's because you actually drink and decide. You can't throw a beer in and expect really to stay on point. <laughs> We're actually not going to edit any of this. So Michael no. Cowan's in studio, Justin Katsisel with us, Brett Sinclair, and myself, Brett Lindsay. Hello, and everybody. I know the least about Afternoon. the Mika Digital Insights Report, so I'm hearing it for the first time. So if you're listening to the show, you have good company at least with me. That's the last one you have been for the rest but, of the show. And if you it's have ama- heard of her, but it's amazing. She's also on your on your on your what do they call on it? your man crush on wall. Man crush wall. <laughs> the only woman on Brett Sinclair's man crush wall, or aka the hit list of stalkerhood. <laughs> and there we go. But it's amazing how it does actually. I mean, I know it's an insights document, but it really does reveal quite a bit about what's happening. Because there's so many people going out there saying, "Oh, I think this is going to happen because that's happening," or "Because this is yeah. happening, maybe this will happen." I mean, we, we talk about, we're not trying to discuss the future. We're trying to explore the future. And this is actually saying, well, this is what's happening now. Absolutely. Mm. And it's, it's telling us uh, there's a tale here. Uh, uh, absolutely. And it actually, that you can wag. Oh, or well. milk, if you're my cow. Hashtag what Mike said. Can, can we herd the stray cats back into the room, please? <laughs> so, no, welcome, what Justin. Welcome, Justin. Yeah, it's great yeah, having you on the show. I'm back. Slim pink. Slim, Slim pink. pink. <laughs> <laughs> What can I say? (laughs) But anyway, what what, what was interesting about the report is is things are moving quite fast in the mobile world in terms of ad and ad spending, and and certainly it looks like the uh, marketers are just just catching up, yeah, (laughs) falling over. Um, But the marketers are are, are slowly catching up. But Mm, but the the trend quite clearly sees that things are moving quite fast from a consumer point of view, and I think marketers are struggling to 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 stay up to date and, and actually use the mobile platform. Platforms to, to, to their full advantage. You've just hit a serious pain point of mine. I've spent, uh, what, nine years of my career um, telling marketers about the mm. benefits of going mobile and marketing to mobile and how important it is from both a brand, performance, engagement, relevance. You pick it, you name it. It's about getting the right ad in front of the right consumer at the right time. Mm. Thank you very much, the world of mobile. We are here, even in ad spend. It is now outstripping the digital spend. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) they'll have to edit that part. (laughs) That actually didn't affect the recording at all, but Brett Sinclair is like 
bit by bit dismantling our monitoring service. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's fun. It's like uh, it's how I like fun. to play. Yeah, well, 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 well advertising. You see, unplugged. <laughs> you see, Brett's getting so excited because, I mean, if we look at 2011, uh, yeah, 2011, there was $32 billion spent in, in mobile advertising. That's it's in up the US, to, eh? That's in the U.S., yeah, just in the U.S. alone. It's now up to $73 billion. So that's a 60, wow. $60 billion growth in, in what, uh, five years? Yeah. I mean, that's huge. And what, what is interesting is if you actually look at the desktop advertising, it, it, it's, it, it went from in, in 2011 from about 30 million to um, about 32 million in 2016. Oh, yeah, so, so it kind of peaked in about uh, 2013, 2014. But it's all about the mobile because this is what we connected to. What are you looking at? Like <laughs> 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 Again, lots of thoughts. <laughs> lots of thoughts. Did you read this report or are you still listening to it? No, no, no I've, I've got comments on the report. That's that, all. That pink jersey of yours is raising everybody's testosterone level. So sorry for a little bit of offensive aggression. No, no, that, like, that's why I was getting worried. And, and I came with a haircut to kind of compensate. Yeah, no, Justin was looking at me over there with his pink jersey and I was like, not a chance. <laughs> Mark was feeling lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I was Mike, take your hand scared. off, Justin. Your, av- oh. your advertising is working. It is. It is. It is. But do you it think really mobile is. advertising is working? Because you've got that power persuasion at the point of decision. The, you're in the shop. You're in the hand. You're right there at the till point with the human. Well, well, well this is what comes through very clearly in the report. And, and there are a lot of slides around the details of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we could just step back and look at the bigger mm-hmm. trend, there's a huge amount around the experience, and, and it pulls together the world of AI. It's the right moment, what Google calls the micro moments. And, and I've always been quite cynical around the world of creativity with, with mobile coming in. But what does come very clear when you look at it, creativity is very important around the power of one. And this is coming into it. So it's contextual. It's about the experience. It's about the quality of the experience, the timing of the experience. Um, and, and the ability to engage on that experience. And I think that's why social's winning, right? So uh, Facebook seriously seemed to jump out of the starting blocks very quickly, and they, yeah. they left Google behind in the dust when it came to the mobile space. C- c- can I make a simple point around mm. that? Facebook made it easy to spend money. Google had quite a complicated platform to spend money. Uh, I guess, but, yeah, I'm, yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm talking like uh, Google's still pulling in a lot of money, and they've it's, they've it's kind pulling of more now. Back now no, right? no, they're making more money now than yeah. they've ever made before. Even with all the, the they've got the context right around mobile. I think that's what's driving the revenues. I, I think so because they 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 they're, they're certainly taking quite a hammering around the context of ads, and also what does come through quite clearly in the reports are ad blocking, and fraud. Um, and these are two very, very serious issues. Ad blocking are gra- is growing tremendously. You know, people don't want to be spammed. Mm. And, and ad blocking specifically on the mobile device, but also fraud. And, yeah. and the click fraud is a big issue, and all of the big boys are complacent, complicit in this. Don't think for a second that they're not. It's too big a revenue spinner for them. Yeah. But that's what you – sorry, Justin. No, I was just going to say I think uh, there's still a long way to go for advertisers yeah. actually uh, to learn yeah. about how to target the right customer at the right time. Sure. And still, shout is dead. Yeah, I think there's still a bit of a bulldozer approach. So all It's an agency problem. Yeah, absolutely. I think they've just found a new channel or two, and, and they've started to realize that that's where the eyeballs are, mm. and they've moved across. But I don't think they've actually understood yet how to really mm. capitalize on that space. Right? Well, well, Justin, oh, totally I, I, I don't think it's about eyeballs. It's it's about the full sensory experience, because this no, is experience. It's the, it's the, he's talking about the agency, though. No, yes. 100%. 100%. 100%. I'm, I'm not disagreeing, yeah. and, and I'm saying it's worse, because the agency are so focused on one single big idea very limited one-dimensional thought process 
And it's, a, it's an immersive experience. In fact, I wrote it down when I was reading through it. It's, it's an immersive, interactive, creative experience. Mm. And, and this is not what the agencies are focusing on. It's what is available to you now. The agencies seem to be targeting people's wallets because they're trying to, they're after the sell. Yeah. Where yeah, social media, mobile in- engagement seems to be all about piquing curiosity, asking people what they think. What is your opinion? And people are quite happy to share their opinions. Mm. That's well, why we have emoticons. Well, well it's interesting because the, 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 the stats or, or the report coming out on social is there's still a difficulty around the business model. Yeah. So, so that, that, that has because they're still solved. applying traditional legacy thinking exactly. to new fundamental ways exactly. of doing things. And well, the world of ROI. There's a bit of that, um, certainly. So, so from a, I think they are being measured by traditional measures and that's where the problem it's lies. It's hard to. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas I think if you look at where this, most of the social stuff comes from, right? It, it's got that Silicon Valley give before you get kind of approach to stuff, right? So there's yeah. a lot free. There's a lot of giving. Before it's all about that, it's hard to justify it. Exactly. It's about yeah. building a relationship, right? It's about finding your True. audience, building the relationship, tying the customer in, and then trying to understand, okay, so how do I generate revenue from this? So, so they build the trust in the relationship before they look to make the money. And, and advertisers Absolutely. are still doing it the other way around. I totally agree with you. And I think Mary Mika agrees with you too. What you see yeah, is stick a to what huge, she said. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're on the mark, right? Because yeah. she's seen massive adoption in the mobile space when it comes to positive incentive yes. schemes. So things like a mobile app reward or a, a social click to play. And believe it or not, a skippable pre-roll ad is actually an incentive. Mm. I mean, th- th- that kind of yeah. makes me feel like we've Absolutely. been getting it wrong by forcing pre-rolls on people. That just, it becomes just, an incentive. Just explain that in a bit more detail. Mm. So you know with those skippable ads yeah. that you yeah. get in YouTube, for instance, the five second and you've down. probably noticed a lot in your gaming kind of areas on mobile apps, those ads you cannot skip. Yeah. Now, when you make it skippable, your interaction rates with your brand are through the roof. Yeah. Compared to, and if we look here, the pre-roll that is not skippable, yeah. you've got a positive sentiment of 20% versus negative at 80. But if you've got skippable, it jumps all the way up to 51% versus 49%. It's a no-brainer. But is, is that, Be is that, relevant. Is that not the, 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 the ability to get past the ad and not see the ad? As opposed to the brand. But is it a fat it's thumb being problem? measured as a positive interaction, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but so it is a user experience. Well, it yields so results. If you want to see it, yeah. cool. It's yielding better results. Yeah. yeah. But it, it could be a fat thumb problem on a small phone. That's my problem. That, that's sk- <laughs> no, that skip ad thing is quite small in the bottom right corner. So I really thought you was picking. Bump it. If you click in the ad, it'll pop you through to the rest of the paid content. Yeah, you've got a good point. Yeah. If they're using it as a measure, you have to... I mean, it's behavior. Mm. Maybe she needs to break it out a bit more. Maybe we should come to the Futurology show and they'll tell us some things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but, I love you. But you know, what, what, one of the trends that also does come through is the idea of user-generated content yes. and the impact that it's having. Um, and and I, I think to come back to your earlier point, Justin, you know, too many brands are selling average products to average consumers, trying to get to the mass middle, and there's nothing remarkable. There's nothing definitive about these brands there's nothing definitive about the message there's nothing memorable about the message there's nothing exciting about it and you know what people buy from people that don't buy from brands Mm. i don't want a relationship with your brand i really don't i don't give a shit who i bank with just look after me yeah absolutely i think you're finding more and more of that uh, these days where um as individuals we're wanting that personalization more and more Um, you know 
It's just about people. Did though. some work with uh, one of the banks locally, running a workshop. He's talking about me. And, uh, <laughs> and the message, the number one message was personalization. Spend some time, yeah. figure out who yeah. I am, figure out what my needs are. Don't come to me as the bank, the insurance company, trying to just hustle me with your product. Because I can get that anywhere, right? Mm. I, I can go find the information I want. Absolutely. Build a relationship, understand my needs, and then tell me what suits me better. You know, Justin, I think everything that you're doing, um, we always separate branding, advertising, landing pages, services. Mm. But actually, what you're doing, and I'm just thinking about the experience that we've had with mm. you guys, is let's start to understand right from the very point of conception. Mm. What product? What is the journey? What is the advertising? How do we pull it all together to create that hyper-personalized experience? Absolutely. And you're really helping businesses so unlock that, dude. It's there already, right? So, I mean, uh, this is the thing. It's been a frustration for me the last four years in, in South mm. Africa specifically. Mm. I can't talk for, for the rest of Africa. But certainly in South Africa, um, you know, I've taunted this idea of everyone, everyone knows growth hacking at all. Um, mm. and, and, and somehow, for whatever reason, it's got a bad name in South Africa. Um, but in the U.S., they've now actually moved it and they've started calling it growth marketing, right? And they've started giving these guys like Uber have just appointed a guy, well, just is now probably six months, maybe even a year ago, mm. as a head of growth. You were referring to Facebook earlier and, and some of their growth. Um, Mark Zuckerberg's quoted as saying one of their key growth points was when they put together a growth team and, you know, started focusing around growth. What that does, it ties product, it ties sales, it ties marketing all together. So you get this end-to-end view of the customer. So mm. when you're developing the product, it's with the customer in mind. When you're developing your marketing message, with the customer in mind. Even when you are selling, it's with the customer in mind. Yeah, and, and it's and it's interesting because one of the one of the slides here says, you know, the the idea of ad measurability. Is, is triple edge. You know, when things are measured, people don't always like what they see, and this is specifically brands, but also users don't always like to have their data collected, which opens up into the world of privacy, and, and, and there's some very, very big issues around that. Um, that but need to but why? You haven't built a relationship with me yet, and now you're no, asking exactly. me for my data. Yeah. Exactly. You're asking me for information I'm not comfortable to share because I don't know who you are. Yeah. I wouldn't Value share and I don't agents. trust you. Exactly. Even if you were a person walking up to me, 100%. I don't have a relationship, I won't share that information. You should try that. I want, as a social experiment, anybody listening, just walk up to some random and be like, hi, my name's Brett. What's your name? Where do you live? What's your cell phone number? And just see if Can you get punched in the money? face. Can I have some money? Can I take a photo of you for my man wall, my man crush wall? So listen, something I started doing recently, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a concept called jobs to be done. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you just randomly start talking to people about the products they're buying. Uh, it's actually uh, taunted by uh, Clayton Christensen. Um, oh, brilliant. And uh, you start to really get to understand why people are buying products and what were the triggers along the way. But you're just having a conversation. And you'll be amazed at how much people are willing to give up. But now I've built trust, right? Because you're not talking up. about me. You're talking about what I'm doing. But that's the thing. I haven't come up and said, give me this. Yeah. You know, give me your number. Give me it's this. shared experience. I start talking to you about, oh, you're buying this. Great. Why? And, and, and you get into this conversation. And as you're going through it, they now slowly – but I've built a little bit of trust along the way. But you're a person talking to a person. Yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah. social media has told us over the last decade or so is that – it's about people. We realize that we're actually a bunch of people all talking about ourselves, and we're happy to share about our holidays and all that where somebody wasn't with us, this whole wish you were here uh, type mentality. But the brands aren't changing. No. So we got this new format and this new media with which to share our experiences with, and the brands are like, hey, take a look at the new greatest, greatest thing, and if you click now, we'll give you more. Like, I don't care because I'm not going to click that now. Yeah. It's just but my mom says, did you know that this was great? Yeah. Or 25 things you didn't know you could do with white vinegar. And I was not going to go buy white vinegar. Like, life hacks. 
have started yeah. changing the way in which people actually buy city consumable things that you didn't think you needed beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just proves that brands and consumers can work together, right? There are cleverer ways of doing it, you know. Yeah. And, and and it's a big trend that's coming through the Mary Meeker report. Is I mean, they, they mentioned Ben and Jerry's, literally yeah. getting consumers to be your kind of ambassador, and then you extend that into you know your kind of big superstars who yeah. be your ambassador, your influencers, but. I think it's something we're missing, and it can be distributed across any channel. Absolutely, and mobile is your hotspot there. It, right? it is because that's your your primary engagement, and it comes back to the points you guys are all making here. And if we look at the, at, at the stats, what what it is saying is go and understand the individual because you know what you may not have a relationship with that individual, but there are things that are interesting to that individual. If you wanted to go find Chinese kung fu kitchens in China, it's very easy to go find those things. And what what is happening with 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 the technologies that are available today is you've got incredible back-end data, you've got the ability to do the front-end work and to deliver highly targeted ads that look at not just one, but it's video, voice, data, um, it, all, all of the different elements of digital. And you look at the conversion channel and it's focused around an interest profile as opposed to an LSM or, a, or, or some arbitrary graphic. Oh, LSMs kill me. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Archaic. Archaic, right? Yeah. yeah. I can tell you what Lucy down the road, who's 18 years old, is doing on a Tuesday night because she she's, does it every Tuesday night. Yeah, she's ironing. <laughs> she's running away from she clear. She has <laughs> a, a camera. She has a micro, microwave and a fridge. Therefore, she's LSM. Yeah. Sorry, you don't chase sixteen-year-old girls. She's not sixteen. Well, who knows? I, 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 have not, yeah, I have not. <laughs> just another thing as well that I've just forgotten. That happens from time to time. Time, to well, time. Your name is Brett. Oh, thank you. Okay, cool. That's what it was. <laughs> Done. No, but this instant gratification world—we want to know everything now. Yeah. There's no time for like, oh, but maybe I missed a mark, or maybe I didn't know what I wanted at that time. Um, and a lot of the time, marketing was what making you feel like you needed something you never thought you needed in the first place. But there's this instant gratification. If I'm going to be advertised to right now on what I'm doing, is it something I want to do right now that's better than the thing I'm currently doing? Is it a shinier, more better distraction that plays well to my ADD? Yeah. Or is it something that I kind of like will just put in the background of my mind and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I should probably go into that bricks and mortar place and buy the thing I can get online or I should just buy it now. Well, well, this is where location conversion, yeah. convergence, right? Yeah. No, it is that convergence because, you know, the point is with the mobile device, you've got the ability to add location into the marketing mix. To add relevance. Uh, to add relevance. And, and this is coming through very clearly because suddenly if you walk into a specific store and, and we can actually track and engage through that location, it changes the context. And it's your point, Brett, uh, you know, the right message to the right person at the right place at the right time with the right understanding of what they are looking for has to result in a guaranteed success. But it's uh, not that. I'm not, I'm not totally convinced of that, right? Okay. I think again, it comes back to people want relationships, right? We've, we've had this little thing, smartphone come in and we've got social media and, yeah. and somehow we've become disengaged, but, but we still yearn for a connection. No, we do. And so it's a fundamental element of being human. I, I come back to the growth marketing guys, right? So, so they and the jobs to be done. You look at those two frameworks and, and, and put them together. It's multiple interaction points that eventually leads to a customer actually engaging and buying. Yeah, and I, they understand that. And, and they have this funnel view that says, cool, how do I go from creating awareness to ultimately converting you into a customer and then Absolutely. turning you into a, an advocate, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, that turns I, into referral. I, I quite agree. As opposed to, 
this this conversation we were having now around relevance and location, absolutely important. But if I haven't established the relationship yet, then it starts to have this feeling of I'm I'm injecting myself into, into I, I, your I, love. I quite agree. There's just one caveat to that, and that's the risk of purchase. Because if I'm buying a chocolate bar, you, you may may have a one step conversion, and the and the risk of me spending and losing say five rand versus five thousand rand or a, a very complex purchasing decision. Mm-hmm. And and I, I quite agree, you know. So you, it's quite relevant. It's quite uh, fortuitous you brought up chocolate bars as the example because that's actually the basis of where Michael uh, Clayton Christensen and them started with their jobs to be done. And, okay. and so he proves there that it's multiple triggers that get you to the point of making the purchase. We, especially in advertising, only see that last step. And so we think, yeah. cool, we have to interject at that last step. So if I make you aware at the right time, at the right place, boom, you're going to make a purchase. But it's not true. If I haven't gone through that journey of ensuring that, hey, um, I can't remember, I think it was a Mars bar, mm. uh, helps you feel uh, filled. <clears throat> so if I don't know that Mike is actually hungry at this time, then I'm gonna I'm gonna push a, a Mars bar to him when actually I should be pushing some other bar, right? Because Ma, right now Mike's just closed the deal and he's looking for comfort. Cool. So so it depends. It's very circumstantial as well, and, and that's based on relationship, definitely. I mean, one of the things I found really interesting on the Marimika report is talking about how the technology is all coming together on your device. For so sure. Yeah. Locations pulling together. They're doing some interesting campaigns of leading people to the product using location. So. Um, it's pulling together voice as a platform yeah. where, you know what, as you talk about, uh, just it, it's the relationship. So how do you start talking to people? And they start kind of pulling together the accuracy that Google's at at recognizing human and speech recognition, which I think is fabulous. But I guess when we go, we take all of these kind of social triggers, we take um, all these different technologies that are really getting to allow us to understand the consumer. And I think one of the most exciting trends that's coming out of this report are things like all bird shoes. And what's happening there is people are building products literally by listening yeah. to the consumer through their storefront, which is now the ad. 100%. So as they're getting that feedback through social and ads, they're selling one or two products and tweaking the product on the fly. Redefines the point, Justin. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Contextual awareness, though. Mm. So we've spoken about like knowing where people are and being hyper-relevant. Now, there's Google Assistant is also adding these types of things to it, so saying... You're going to catch a plane. You're going to need an Uber. You're going to need. Are uh, you going to Cape Town? Would you like us to book you a restaurant? You like this type of food? Would you like to go here? Now, how involved are advertisers in the contextual awareness nature of Google Assistant? I think it's still got a way to go. I think they're proving the, the concept, and you're starting to see it emanate um, through the axis of information. And then a reaction to that. And I think it's coming clearly through mm. a lot of these reports. But surely that'll help with the advertiser's shout saying, I'm going to be a little bit more subtle with how I a get you into my subtle. restaurant. Absolutely. But more importantly, it's about pulling the online world to the offline world. Yes. Getting and you back into the bricks the and mortar. Trend you seeing quite right online brands absolutely going offline, Mike. And and it is it's it, what is happening here is this merge between offline and online. Amazon are now going offline, and I think it's it it really does talk very deeply into the experience. And one of the things that is coming out of the report is the fact that images are going to be so much more prevalent going forward, and images really are storyboards that talk to the emotion 
of who we are, and 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 it captures us in a far different way than than a text advert. Um, but in closing up, Brett. So I must admit, um, uh, this this part is obviously passionate part for us because we're all. Somehow, Engaging content humans into this world of content <laughs> and advertising, um, and I think they've done a really good job of of understanding the growth that's happened in this market. How it's all going mobile, um, how we've got to be careful of how we measure and very reactive to being relevant. Um, the the technology is evolving massively based on the sensory capability of these phones, and we're seeing this acceleration yeah. in both e-commerce online. But moving into this offline status like Amazon Go, really shifting the world. So, gentlemen, it's, it's absolutely fantastic having you guys on the show again. Mm. Brett, thank fantastic. you. Oh, thank Brett, you, Mike. you too, man. Justin. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. Justin, back. I have one question for Justin before we wrap up, <laughs> yeah. and it's going to be a quick one. Yeah. What advertising persuaded you to buy that jersey? <laughs> my, my wife. Okay. That's a powerful persuader. The strongest advertising you're ever going to get. No, exactly. <laughs> to the next episode, thank you very much. Futurology. Does your wife also put your clothes out for you? This is CliffCentral.com.